to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. For months, I warned the police about the threat to our city posed by Hugo Strange's freaks, by the murder of Fish Mooney. And how did they protect you? They said that Fish Mooney wasn't real, that these escapees were victims who need our help. Well, Fish Mooney was real. And once she was cornered by the GCPD, finally, they let her escape. And these victims, well, I for one am not afraid to call them by their proper name, monsters. Our city is being invaded by monsters, attacking our brothers and sisters. And it is up to us, to you, to kill every monster you see. Who is with me? name is unimportant. Here we go, sunshine. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we are back for week two of 22, or 23, or however many episodes they're putting on Gotham this year. It's a surprise. Surprise episodes! How are you doing, Anne-Marie? Oh, I'm hanging in there. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastical. You know why? Okay, how? Why? Because I'm super pumped about Gotham this week. It was really good. <laughs> As always, what were you going to say? I have no idea. Perfect. I think perfect. I was trying to make a fantastic joke and it didn't work out very well. You know who? what what you were going to say? I think I know. Is it about this fantastic thing behind me? No, it's about the fantastic people in our chat room <gasps> joining us at 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com where you can watch us record the podcast live. Watch us. You can actually see us. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. And chat with all of these other Gothamites in our chat room. Today we have, let's see. We have Casa Commotion. Hobblepot, Joel from Portland, and Win 2. Win 1 has left the chat room. Win 2, however, is in effect. Win 2 is the, the real the win anyway. Uh, I, I, I was going to say, you know, uh, Win is the Yanni Bruce to Win 2's actual Bruce. Uh, but yeah, if you Yanni win, Yanni win. <laughs> real quick, though, I, and I mentioned this last week on the podcast, I won a bat phone from DC All Access, and it's sitting right behind Anne Marie and her shot there. here. It's, it's, it's really fancy. Cool. There's like a battering in it and stuff. Oh, uh, you yeah. see that battering symbol on the front of it? There's one inside too. And it has a virtual reality helmet thing. And by owning this, he can be a part of the standalone Batman movie because you know, there's only so many. And, it was you know, sent by Ben Affleck himself. Well, because he does everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man of many capes. And good news <laughs> over in the chat room. Win 2 says, cool, I like Yanni Bruce better. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Okay, well, you know, enough fiddle-faddle. Enough <laughs> dingle-dangle. Let's get started talking about this week's episode of Gotham. Amory, why don't you hit us up with your rhyming, riddling episode summary? Where does a girl become a lady? Out of the drink. Out from the drink on a shore that is shady. Is the penguin the hope Gotham needs? His reputation is built on his foul deeds. Who runs the court? Bruce seems to know her. Will his reluctant vow even slow her? Can Hugo save... Fish Mooney, bitch. Gothamites are eager to burn the witch. Burn the witch! Burn the witch! Burn the witch! (laughs) Anne-Marie, what'd you think? (laughs) (laughs) I never know when he's going to do the crazy stuff. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. You liked it? I liked it a lot. 
Yeah, it was a good episode. It was a good episode. D- it didn't go the way I expected. No. No, I thought there'd I, be – well, there was guns. Well, I, I honestly – more. I honestly expected Penguin to pull uh, the, trigger? the trigger on Fish Mooney. I thought Oops. this was going to be Fish's last episode definitively. Mm-hmm. Maybe he would go get a bazooka or something afterwards to uh, – Right. Well, he could have borrowed off. Butch's. Yeah, and a cost commotion who cosplays as Fish in the chat room <laughs> is like, no, not Fish. We're not saying we wanted Fish to die. We were we saying it – it happened. It seemed like it made dramatic sense yes. for Fish to die well, in this episode, and, but she um, didn't. I, for some reason, I even more thought so when I saw at the bottom guest starring Jada Pinkett Smith instead of mm-hmm. she's not a series regular again. So, yeah. you know, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, why don't we go ahead and get started uh, with our discussion today. And uh, the, the, na- the theme of this episode, the name of the game, I thought was let's make a deal excellent isn't that the show where you ask me what's in my purse and i get money for it yeah yeah what's in your purse i've got sunglasses Uh uh-huh so i can be cool you get 50 cents excellent i have a birthday card i take 25 cents away well that's an awful birthday (laughs) present i have ibuprofen for when you drive me crazy and you get sunglasses a birthday card and ibuprofen okay let's get talking about the episode i was enjoying the Deal. Let's make a deal. Okay, there okay. was a lot of deal making going on in this episode. Gordon and Valerie, Bruce and the Owls, Gordon and Pangy Pants, Gordon and Fish, Fish and Pangy Pants. Oy vey. A lot, a lot, a lot of deals. Now, uh, you know, with all these deals going on, I thought Alfred made a really good point about deals uh, when he's talking to Bruce. And I think it kind of applies to all of the deals uh, that were being made in this episode. Now, when Bruce confesses the deal he made and why he made it with the Court of Owls, mm-hmm. Alfred asks him if he thinks the other party will keep up their end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce is a little naive being a teenager, and you can tell the thought hadn't occurred to him until Alfred said it. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, on the other end, Fish, Gordon, Valerie Vale, and Pinky Pants should have known better than to put the trust in the people they were making deals with. None of them should have trusted anybody for no. anything. No, not at all. At that point, that's when you need Butch to come in with the bazooka and just take care of them all. Mm-hmm. Sorry, continue. Uh, no, but I, I think, uh, you know, it, it was a lot of this begats, this begats, this. I think Jim double-crossing Fish to save Harvey was a direct reaction to Valerie double-crossing him mm-hmm. earlier in the episode, which in turn was a reaction to Jim double-crossing her last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, So you get this cascading betrayal leads to betrayal leads to betrayal and when's the cycle going to stop is this going to be an entire season of people backing out on deals that they've made well you know what last week we had one it wasn't deals it was something similar where we were like these two and 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 this week we have these two and these two and these two and these two and these two apparently that's the running theme is everybody's doing the same thing just a little bit different mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I thought I just thought it was interesting that so many characters were making deals in this episode and getting portrayed in those deals, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. For uh, sure. Let, let's see, uh, s- some more fish chatter over in the chat room. Win two says, "I like that fish survived." We do, we do we too. Like it. And I, I, I'll have more on this later. But I, I like, I think I know mm-hmm. what direction they might be going with, and I'm very happy about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Hobblepot asks, "I wonder how Ivy will be approached by the writers. She still has the mind of a kid, but is stuck in adult in adult spot." Body. More on that later. More on that later. And I think you're wrong, Hobblepot. No offense. <laughs> but but uh, Anne Marie. Spoilers. 
you wanted to talk a little bit more about Valerie, right? All right. So I I am pulling out the crazy theories that uh, Bill normally does. This is my crazy theory, and it might not be that crazy. Um, I think that Valerie Vale is working with the Court of Owls. Ooh. I think that she was brought in to distract all the people who've been helping Bruce with all his investigations and all of that craziness over the past couple years. So That's interesting. I, right? Well, she yeah. just came in so so heavy. Mm-hmm. She it's like one day she's not there and one day she is there and she's everywhere. Yeah, and like she's, she's all up in Jim's business too. Not only is she all up in Jim's business, she's comfy at the GCPD already. So obviously there had to be some sort of an in for them to let her, you know, kick her feet up behind Alvarez's desk. Mm -hmm. So there's that. But by distracting Gordon from the quest to find Fish Mooney, she's just, no, but distracting Gordon with the quest to find Fish Mooney, she's distracting Bullock, Lucius Fox, the entire GCPD, which means that even if Alfred would have woken up before Bruce came back and was like, ah, Master Bruce, where are you? Mm -hmm. Um, there would have been no one for him to call. Yeah. So I, I still think, I think it's Valerie Vale. She just, uh, like I was live tweeting last night, I said, I'm pretty sure sure she has a copy of the show bible because she's like (laughs) oh no i think it's this this and this and i'm Mm -hmm. like well there we go yeah she she did kind of roll in very effective yes almost immediately Mm -hmm. nobody's that effective and didn't she she had some some knowledge of something that it had she she knew all about barbara and lee and jim and the church well i mean that had to be on the news yeah i guess crazy chick um you know kidnaps cop and his mm-hmm. medical examiner girlfriend hangs from you know church window in wedding dress I kind of think that's it in the news. It, it was a very scenic scene. It was. No, no, but I like your theory, though. And I feel like, you and know. And I never get the crazy theories, but this one came to me today. I, I feel like if someone hasn't been proven to be working with the, the uh, court of, or. Working, proven working, not to. Not to be working with the court of owls, mm-hmm. then you can probably, probably assume that maybe they probably are. Right. Just because uh, they have their talents and so many things. Right. You know, Did you uh, just say that they have their talents and so many things? Yes. Okay, just checking. Definitely. Because, I mean, they're owls, right? Woo-hoo, talents. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. Okay, uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Penguin's Mercy uh, concerning Fish Mooney. I, I thought it was rather touching that Penguin let Fish go, even if it was extremely stupid, stupid. of him. Yeah. It was stupid. It was idiotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the motherly appeal is not a tactic I was expecting from Fish. You, you know, I was expecting her to be, you know, caged animal, you know, striking out at Penguin mm-hmm. as soon as he comes at her. Or, you know, maybe I can give you power. I can give you money. I can give you this. I can give you mm-hmm. controlling uh, a controlling stake in my mutant army. You know, something like there that. There is no mutant army left. All sh- She literally... <laughs> has no one left she left the two crazy chicks to take on the entire mob as if they were going to be able to handle it mm-hmm. and then penguin sent away marv but she she has the ability to make more no which is, he has the ability hugo does and more. she has control of hugo so yeah. but you know it, it's not an, uh, a tactic i expected from no. fish i do think though that she was being completely honest about why she let him go in the season finale last year but that might not matter much if he ever crosses uh, her again. If if they ever, you know, come to, to loggerheads again, I don't think it's going to matter, you know, if she no. was part of who created her. Although it, it did kind of underlie that whole motherly thing that Fish constantly had in her dialogue in season one where, yeah. you know, Liza and Mama and this and Liza. that. Liza! Uh, 
you know, so, so I, I, I thought it was an interesting connection back to that. But, you know, in the end, Penguin didn't want revenge on Fish. He didn't know why she let him go, and that's what drove him mad. That's, it wasn't vengeance that he was after, it was knowledge. He was upset that he didn't know everything about the situation. After getting a reason, a good reason even, mm -hmm. I can see why he let her go. It, it was a thank you for helping him rise to power to become the king of Gotham. Okay. Yeah, you, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, fair enough. You let me go. I'll let you go. We're even. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, as, as much as she'll be on the offensive, though, in their next encounter, I think he'll be even worse because this was her one... Get oh, out yeah. of get out of the woods free card, and uh, after that uh, he's not going to be so nice. No, I, I did think it was interesting the parallel she drew between how Strange feels about her mm -hmm. and how she feels about Penguin. They're both the parents of the Gotham City we know from the comics in a way. So you know, I totally ship it. I will call it. Fugo Swoony is the shipping name for Fish and Hugo Strange. Wow. Fugo Swoony. Fugo Swoony. Fugo Swoony. Okay, I can't do this. Okay, so let's okay. see uh, here. Over in the chat room, we have a little stuff. Uh, Casa Commotion really liked that scene. She said, yes, I cried. Awesome acting. Bobby says, I found it hard to follow what was going on this week. Uh, even And even he liked the scene. And even he liked that he scene. He hates fish. Yeah, and then uh, what did Hobblepot say about Penguin there? Penguin, don't let your emotions get in the way. Too dangerous. Yes, and then Win2 mm -hmm. says, well, Penguin doesn't seem to watch a lot does, of TV, does or does seem, seem to watch, watch a lot of TV, so maybe he's getting emotionally soft from watching dramas. Yeah, maybe he's, uh, he's watching a lot of... Uh, Daytime TV? Or Scandal or something <gasps> on ABC. Thou shalt not speak <laughs> ill of the Scandal. He's watching Empire, and he's all kerfluffled and confused about human emotions. I need to watch Empire. Okay, uh, so you wanted to, you wanted to keep going with this. I would like this. to keep going with this and talk about this great escape that we have all conjured, uh -huh. or that they did. Okay, first of all, absolutely hilarious. Strange doesn't want to go. The man is being held captive in a glass cube by the federal government, and he would rather that <laughs> be his life than be taken by Fish Mooney. Well, can you blame him? I I mean, he created her. Yeah. He knows what she's capable of. So, yeah, I guess I can't blame him. <laughs> it makes sense. So I just thought it was hilarious. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, I'm not good at the voice. Um, So I thought that was pretty hilarious. But where exactly does Fish think she is going to run off to with Strange and Marv for a brief moment before Penguin sends him away? Which I don't know where he, he just went. Um, They are literally in the middle of nowhere. There are a ton of cops and a very angry mm -hmm. mob just a few yards away. They're on the other side of the building. Well, they, they're concerned with the huge mob out in front, so they're not paying too much attention to the back right now because right. they're getting torn down by the crowd. Right. But where does Fish think she's going to go? She's running into, into the woods. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, <coughs> Fish is in her, well, cat suit type of an outfit. She's got her mm -hmm. nails that are, like, a mile long, obviously heels, and she's doing her... Yeah. Her her, cre her arms like do this and she runs. Um, I wish I had that like in person. Mm -hmm. She's not hiding from anybody. Like yeah. anybody who sees her running through the, their backyard in the woods is going to know, mm -hmm. especially when she's accompanied by Hugo Strange, who is in a solid white prison jumpsuit. Yeah. Like, well, I, I would assume Fish, Fish is the kind of person that won't just have a hideout. She'll have like a backup hideout somewhere. Maybe maybe she'll go back to her old, old club. But how was she getting there? True. They true. had to take the weird van truck thingy to get there. Mm -hmm. And it was daylight when they left Gotham and dark when they got 
or dusky when yeah. they actually got there. So there's that. <laughs> over in the chat room, uh, Joel from Portland and Bobby are in cahoots over here. The, uh, Joel from Portland says, I disagree about Penguin. He was ready to release a mob on fish. Bobby follows up with, Yes, I definitely feel like he had vengeance on his mind. I definitely believe that, too. When he stepped into that backyard and put the gun up to fish, mm. he had every intention of killing her. Oh, I, yeah. I just think that once he heard the reason, he was like, okay, I'll give you a freebie. I'll give you one freebie. Yeah. I And, uh, you know, I also think that I, I don't think that it was apparent in his mind that he was more after the why than vengeance. Yeah. I think he was thanking venge- vengeance on the surface, but behind that was just the frustration of not knowing right. why. And I mean, he voiced that a little bit. A little bit. In last week's episode, I think, in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like if she hadn't given a really good reason, Fish Mooney want to be around right now. Right. I am on team. I don't care how touching Fish's speech was. I'd have been shooting her because <laughs> I know it sounds horrible, but Fish is going to flip on him the first chance she gets and the first reason she gets. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I can't take the cape and the multicolored eyes anymore. <laughs> I kind of like the cape. I- I mean, can she I, get a new cape? She's been I, wearing the same one for six months. I like the cape, and I like that the the costume has like a fish fish texture on it. It looks like fish skin. You know, and I get that because she's a cuttlefish now. Yeah. But for six months, she's been wearing the same thing. That woman didn't wear the same thing through an entire episode for season one. <laughs> but don't cuddle this fish. Don't cuddle that fish. Definitely not. Definitely not. Anything else from the chat room, Anne-Marie? Yes. Wynn says, and why was this secure facility housing strange have such an easily breached back door? Like there were literally only two dudes Mm -hmm. watching this massive (laughs) like crazy person yeah i don't get it Uh, well i mean they get name checked a couple times in this episodes but uh the the feds obviously aren't doing their job in gotham well yeah i also and this is not anywhere in my notes so i'm sure i can say it um why was harvey the one to drop strange off that was very mm. weird. Well, he was uh, at the at the wrap of last season. He was acting captain. Yes, but um, Strange is in possession, or no? The feds have him, so he sh- they should have like picked him up at the GCPD mm-hmm. and taken him off. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like the feds are going to become a bigger part of it just because they got name dropped a few times this episode. Oh yeah, they're going to be like the strike force. You know what was really nice though? I I thought this was the first episode in like a season. Yeah. Where we actually got to see Penguin take advantage of his position as the King of Gotham. Yes. He felt like the King of Gotham with the press conference and the leading the angry mob. Do these people not remember who this man is? <clears throat> yeah. Dude's crazy. He is crazy. He's crazy. He's crazy pants. Pe- Pengy pants, pangy crazy pants. pants. the crazy pants. Definitely. Okay. Uh, so uh, normally we would have look at this Joker here, but I forgot to do it. Plus we really <laughs> didn't have we really didn't have one anyway. So, Legends of Gotham. Let's just think it's an angry mob person. Click on "Look at This Joker" right up at the top there. But we would like to mention that you know it's the beginning of the season. We'd like to get some new listeners in. Uh, there's probably a lot of people who've caught up on Gotham over the summer, or they're working on it, like my father, who's in the middle of hashtag Maniacs. So, one really good way to do that is if you go over to iTunes or Google uh, Podcast or wherever and leave us a review. And if you leave us a review, whether whether it's good or bad, we'll read it on the show like we're going to do with Holly Max right now. All right. This is Holly Max. A great Gotham podcast. Five stars. I have listened to Bill and Anne-Marie since their greetings from Storybrooke days and have now started in on Gotham. <clears throat> I just finished season one and listened to their episode commentaries. We should do more of those. <laughs> um, love their insights and how they make everyone feel like they're sitting right with them, having a good time talking to very good friends. Keep up the great work, you two. 
Why, thank you, Holly Mack. Thank you very much, Holly Mack. And this is a personal challenge from us to you. Oh, hi. Pause the podcast. <gasps> go to iTunes. But what if they're driving? Go to iTunes. Okay. Leave us a review. Mention Cuddling Fish Mooney in the review. And we'll give you a special shout out. Yes. We'll love you forever. Forever. We'll donate to your favorite charity, $1. That's awful. Thank you. And uh, one other way you can help. <laughs> Speaking su- of $1. <laughs> uh, one other uh, way you can help support the show, actually, is uh, you can go over and donate to us on Patreon, uh, which we have a, a newly revamped Patreon uh, for the new year over at patreon.com slash universe box. And if you, you're not familiar with what Patreon is, it's basically you can just you can hop on over here and you know how you give NPR, you know, a buck every six months or five mm-hmm. bucks every six months. You can give us a small monthly donation or a big one if you want to, to help support the time and the effort we put into the podcast, help us Totes. buy new equipment, uh, pay that electric bill uh, for all of this equipment and the air conditioner. We have air conditioning the outside for when we walk outside from the studio after the show. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just a really great way to support us. We have some goals uh, that we're trying to reach, including uh, – well, there's a bunch of stuff, uh, including a course on podcasting, if you're interested in that at all, mm-hmm. a biweekly movie commentary. And there are also a lot of rewards you can get on the month just by donating. Uh, the most appealing of them is the $5 Star Patrons Club. Uh, the $5 Star Patrons Club, if you donate $5 or more a month, we'll read your name out on every episode of every, every podcast, podcast we, we do, do for any month you do it. Uh, also, free dry cleaning. What? You'll get free dry Stop cleaning making prom- at any dry cleaner across <laughs> the continental United States and Puerto Rico. Bill Meeks is a really bad politician, and he's making a promise that he can't, uh, you know, do. That makes me a really good politician. Uh, but we want to thank our $5 star patrons, including Becca Baca, Angel, Kelsey, Mo- Holly Mac 79 Monica Jones, Sage of Earth, Harry Seidler, Timothy Peters, Robert Catiller, and Hope Mullinax. You guys are awesome. And you, you're, you're the cream of the crop. I think I did that last week. And though. your suit jackets are going to smell so good because they're freshly dry cleaned. You're not going to believe it. It's going to be Brooke brothers like alvarez if, if you want to be a member of the five dollar star patrons club go to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash universe box and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside okay uh before we get back to the main discussion uh we sometimes we like to play a voicemail uh you know from a listener and we actually have that fish mooney cosplayer i was mentioning over uh, earlier which i forgot what her name was so we're just going to call her Fake Mooney. Uh, take it away, Sorry. Fake Mooney. Okay, this is Shalane Demrich, also known Shalane. as Fish Mooney Cosplayer from Cause a Commotion. Hello. Just finished watching the episode tonight. Three things. A, Hugo Strange had a laugh. Why? And who provided that laugh? <laughs> Second, I didn't know that Fish's powers were only temporary. I assumed that once she touched you, or in Harvey's case, kissed um kissed them that it was permanent didn't realize it would wear off and three actually fourteen three the scene between um, oswald and fish was probably the best so far as far as writing mm-hmm. and acting and i cried it was it was amazing and lastly um jim has game i did not realize that he was such a playboy <laughs> with lee coming back into town and um obviously him and val hooking up it's going to be interesting to see how all this plays out next week. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. 
Bye. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm going to continue to call you fake Mooney because I like it. Because he will. Um, over in the chat, there's been a lot of discussion about why does Hugo have a lab? Why did they give him a lab? And I can't remember where I read it, saw it, heard it, whatever. Um, there was a theory that the feds were um, debriefing him mm-hmm. and trying to get all of his information before <laughs> they... Well, it's a, it might have been, it might have been a situation like those, you know, all those Nazi scientists who did the weird experiments back during World War II. I'm sorry, I don't know much about Nazi scientists. But after we won the war, we, we brought a lot of them over to our side and brought them over here and had them work on stuff. Uh, you, you know, where they were doing sort of unethical, weird, kind of mad scientist kind of experiments over in Nazi Germany. When we brought them over here, we used their that base knowledge they got from doing all the dastardly things to do good things and ethical things for the most part. Uh, right. So I, I could see the feds uh, trying to harness the knowledge of Hugo Strange too, if nothing else, to so they could revive Elvis or something, you know. Not Elvis. Uh, Nixon? Elvis and Nixon. Hmm. But, uh, Okay, so, uh, you know, building off your point, though, Fake Mooney, um, <laughs> about Jim being a player, I, a player. It, it was nice to see Babs and Jim reunited in this episode. Uh, reunited and it feels so good we until she gets crazy. Oh, but, uh, even with Tavi by her side, though, uh, you can tell that Barbara is still totes obsessed with Jim. You know, you hadn't heard a word about him in last week's episode. Second he shows up, she's like, Oh, I want to kiss. I had a dream about you. I'm crazy. Okay. That yeah. dream, though. Yeah. That yeah. dream. I pushed you around in a giant baby carriage. Well, I, I definitely, I, that definitely made me feel like she's going to be a big danger to him again this season i based on the dream i think she's the scenario i see playing out based on that dream where she tries to make it a reality Mm -hmm. is somehow she drugs or incapacitates jim i doubt she'll cut his legs off uh but you know drug him and then she's going to force him to watch her kill either lee or valerie Probably Valerie, since she doesn't make it to the bat, grown-up Batman mythos, uh, and uh, you know he'll be for, he'll be there, powerless, like a baby, as something that he loves is destroyed. Uh, and she's probably plotting it right now. Tabby will probably be involved. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see, Bobby over in the chat room asked, uh, "Did did Bad even have that dream?" Uh, she might, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was something just to kind of get under his skin a little bit. Yep. But uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, in Joel from Portland, ask is the gym obsession real or is Stabby Babs just toying with him? I think it's real. I think she's like legitimately obsessed with him. <laughs> I I think she was. She like lit up like a child when he walked in jail. Yeah, and remember, this is this is the first time we've seen them together post Jim's rejection of her. So she's had oh. six or seven months to build that resentment for that rejection. Right. Because you know she was kind of decent to him when she first got out of Arkham. Uh, but af- yeah. now that she's been out for a while and that betrayal or that rejection from Jim kind of made her crack. That's when she went all crazy pants with- when she was hanging out with Tabby and Butch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I could just see that slowly building <laughs> and uh, they- we're-, we're starting to see the outcome of that. Although, why did everybody who Hugo Strange gave immunity to or gave a clean bill of health to, why, why were the they allowed to stay out of Arkham after Hugo Strange was caught? Because they shrugged. Because they wanted <laughs> to think that he was still doing that part of his job. Mm-hmm. Like they, from what it, I mean, what's his face? Ed is still in there, which is just really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for now, for now, 
Not for long, I'm sure. Yeah, it's gone now. But I cost the commotion ask, uh, will she and Lee get into it again? Totally. Probably. Probably. Those are my favorite scenes. But but I have a, I, I have a feeling that, that maybe it'll come later after Barbara kills Valerie, maybe. They, 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 I, I don't want to. I want to keep Valerie. I know Valerie's pretty cool. I like the Valerie. Definitely. I, I like uh, Valerie, even if she is working for the Court of Owls. You know, we deal with Okay, but there was another uh, buxom babe uh, that showed up in this week's episode. Amory, you wanted to talk about her, right? I'd like to talk a little bit about the evolution of the Ivy. <laughs> okay, so first off, um, Megan Giha, I believe that's her name, completely nailed all the mannerisms and stuff that Claire Foley has established through the first few seasons. Mm-hmm. The, the tone, her, the way she carries herself, you know, if you didn't know any better, you would think that it was her grown up. Yeah. Like it was just, she paused in the right ways, mm-hmm. the way she was even touching the, the plants. You could see the crazy redhead doing that. So <laughs> there's that. Um, <clears throat> Oh, by the way, in the chat room, the that guy in the store says, plot twist, Veil vale is Jerome in disguise. That'd be a pretty good disguise. That would be quite the disguise. Better than the magician, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I feel that once she realized that things had <clears throat> changed, she leaned in and took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she had, you know, killed anyone before, being the street kid that she was, but she definitely very easily took that leap. Yes, definitely. Over a plant not being watered. So that was a little scary. Um, but without Selena, the angel But he was kind of sh- creepy, too. He was kind of creepy, but he was not doing anything to deserve a plant to the head. Except for killing the plant. Except for killing the plant. So there's that. Um, but without Selena there to be the angel on her shoulder, there was no reason for her to stop. Mm-hmm. So maybe Selena has kept her quote unquote good for all this time. Yeah. And now she's like. Or maybe aging 10 years in a day caused a psychotic break. Ah! Although uh, that guy in the store in the chat room says, I love how Ivy killed the guy by also killing the plant by breaking it. Right? Like, she could have brought that plant back. Probably. She's got some good herbology skills. Although, does she... We've seen her grow the weed. Do you think she... (laughs) Or mushrooms. Mushrooms. The the, the mushroom weeds. The mushroom weeds. uh, Do you think that... uh, do, Do you think that Ivy has powers... Yet, or do, is she just um, ultra grown up? I think she might, but she hasn't found them yet. Mm-hmm. My guess is the the reason that she would is she fell into well the pit of sludge basically, and once yeah. you're in any sort of sludge, you get something crazy going on. Generally, generally, even more so than just the aging. Well, that came from Marv. <laughs> Very true. Good old Marv. Thanks, Marv. Thanks, Marv. Thanks, Marv. Um, but also Ivy's now a force to be reckoned with. She realizes that she has that power that. She physically brings and I fully expect her to exploit it because that's what the Poison Ivy character does. Yes. Um, I think that she could count on – wait. I think that we could count on one hand how many more episodes she'll be living on the street though because mm-hmm. she is going to find her way into some sort of penthouse. Yes. Because let's be honest. She really enjoyed living in bad – Some place. sort of pent oh, – you- oh, you mean the – the housing situation. Okay. Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh no, not the, not the magazine. Is that even still around? Probably not. Probably not. I don't, I don't know about <laughs> such things. Oh my goodness. Okay. But as long as we're talking about buxom beauties. Uh, Stop it with the buxom beauties. I have a question about this buxom beauty. Is sexy Ivy creepy? No. Okay. Short answer, no. Long answer. I'm going to go with it. Okay. So there was a lot of criticism uh, from the online 
community when this news came out over the summer that they'd be aging up Ivy, mm-hmm. Ivy Pepper. I, I, I don't know what people wanted because a lot of people were complaining about it. Oh, that's just wrong. Blah, blah, blah. Did they want a kid to play sexy or did they not want the character as we know sexy. her to appear on Gotham? I, it, I, I thought the, the idea made a lot of sense because you get the best of both worlds. One, you keep character continuity within the show. Mm-hmm. You know, you see this thread of this character from season one, episode one. I mean, she even dr- she name drops it, that, yeah. uh, you know, the cops well, killed her parents and right. everything. Well, killed her dad. Killed her dad. Ran away. She was abandoned. Yeah. So, so you know, you get that character continuity throughout the entire show. I, it, well, at the same time, getting the character. We, we, know we know from the comics. I, although I, I do kind of wish we got a little bit of Claire Foley, uh, the young Ivy, mm-hmm. with powers in a scene or three. Because I, I remember when – before season one came out, and I think it might have been from Japan. There were a lot of promos featuring the, the growing Ivies and everything. And yeah. uh, there were hints that that would happen. And uh, so I was kind of sad not to see that. But at the same time – We know that everything changed so much from what they'd originally planned from yeah. season one. So They're adapting. They're adapting. Yeah. Uh, Jimbo in the chat room says, I think they didn't want to see a sexy Ivy. Uh, and, you know, I mean, that's what the character is, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, you, I mean, you can even say that you don't want to see, like, a sexy teenager or whatever mm-hmm. on the show. Cat has enough of a level of that. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's all like but, uh, I, I'm, I also think, you know, there is such a wide variety of characters on this show and in the Batman universe itself that it's totally okay to have a character whose main characteristic beyond her powers is that she's sexual mm-hmm. and sexy. And I also think it's probably a good idea to cast someone who's not a teenager to play that. She could she couldn't have played that character. Yeah, she she's like fifteen. Yeah, I was maybe in two or three more years, but I mean that's pr- probably the long end of how long Gotham's going to go. Right. So I can definitely see why they did it, and I think in the end they they did enough with the writing to keep a kid growing into a sexy woman from being too creepy. Uh, she mentions to the creeper dude uh, that she's different inside and out so i i'd assume she's aware and she's kind of coming to the realization while standing in that house Mm -hmm. that she's matured mentally as well as physically she can see that she's different in the mirror Mm -hmm. but i think she probably feels older in her head as well so so i i I think that uh i i think they did enough in the writing and they didn't do much it was a line yeah but they did enough in in the the writing to explain why it's not quite as creepy as it would be if it was the mind of a 14 year old girl in a 19 year old girl's very it's very obviously not the mind of a 14 year old girl yeah and then you get other little red flags that uh that you know uh, she has matured, you know, her killing the guy, for example, right. you know, that's not that wasn't her. That's MO. not a childish thing to do, no. <laughs> you know, I uh, and uh, Bobby in the chat room says, who says Butch ain't sexy? Well, that Very is true. in response to that guy in the store that says, if you have sexy Ivy now, you've got to have sexy Butch. Definitely. Yeah. But Butch is Butch's completely toast. sexy and it's not creepy at all that I no, think that. Not at all. OK. Uh, speaking of Creepy. Creepy. Yanni Bruce, you want to talk about Yanni, Yanni Bruce, right? Yanni Bruce, okay. A, how did he know to come in that exact window? How did he know? There's, there is literally nothing that he should have that should have given him that information uh-huh. because I well, know he got he got the name right. He got the Bruce Wayne name. But how from does that Ivy. mean? How does that mean? Hey, go in this window. There's nothing there because 
he's been following Selena around. Okay, she threw twenties at him, but she <laughs> hasn't broken into the manor since he's been released. Since Yanni Bruce has been released from Gotham, but that's a very poorly secured window historically. Cat gets in there all the time. Gets- the talent got in there last week. You right, know. anyone can get through. Anyone that can get in there, but why do they go for that one? I'm just curious. Let's see. I'm curious to see what all he knows and if he's going to be on the side of the angels or the monsters. Mm-hmm. One would want to believe that he is working with the Court of Owls, but there is something so innocent seeming about him that I'm not completely sure. However, his music is very, very creepy and I love it. Definitely. And I, I thought, I actually, I thought that David did a better job in that one little scene this week than he did in the entirety of episode one mm-hmm. with the character, which is good and you know, to be expected too. Right. Well, I mean, it was, you know, more practice as the character. Mm-hmm. So there's that. You know, one thing, uh, you mentioned the Court of Owls. I just wanted to say I had a pet theory oh, that the lady in the owl mask was going to end up being Aunt Harriet from the 1966 Batman TV show. Hmm. I was really sad that she wasn't. I want to know who she is. I don't think, no, <clears throat> you don't have it. Okay. So. Well, she's obviously someone very well connected Catherine to. Catherine or Kathleen, something like that. I feel like we saw her in. The what was the smoke? The drug Viper. Viper. I feel like we saw her at that. We did see we, there was a senior businesswoman who was connected with the Court of Owls in that episode. It wasn't the same actress though. But I'm saying I feel like I saw her in the crowd. Yeah, it would be interesting. We probably should have gone back and looked at that episode. Ain't if anyone got has, time for that. yeah, uh, let us know for sure though. <laughs> Uh, but, you, you know, uh, back to not Yanni Bruce real quick. I have an updated Yanni Bruce theory because I was thinking last week that he was going to swoop in while Bruce was away and take over the role of Bruce. I, th- I still think that's going to happen. But based on the deal Bruce made in this episode, I think Yanni Bruce will assume the role of high class Bruce. But oh. with the dancing lessons and whatnot, that kind of gets alluded to. The in dandy this- boy. Yeah. While the actual Bruce goes after the owls, perhaps in a mask to hide his identity. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, what one point though? I'm kind of wondering about is if that if that plan would even work. It would necessitate that the Court of Owls not realize it was happening. Now the Court of Owls was behind Indian Hill, but they Strange can Strange. It, it was kind of a passion project of Doctor Strange's too. So, do you think they know about Yanni Bruce? Do you think Yanni Bruce is connected to the Court of Owls? One would want to believe he's working with the Court of Owls. Yes, I believe he's connected okay. to the Court of Owls. Okay. I'm like, let's go back to my last point. But do you think he's honest about his ignorance in this episode and in last week's episode, too, that he doesn't know who Bruce Wayne is and he doesn't know what's going on? I think that he actually might be honest with that, um, but I think he knows of the Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think he maybe doesn't know necessarily what he's needs to do, mm-hmm. but he knows that – or maybe he knows what his – he like he has a goal. He just doesn't know how to get there. Yeah. I, I like Wynn's theory in the chat room. She says maybe the owls were going to knock real Bruce off and swap Yanni in. I can see that. I like that. Uh, the guy in the store says I call him Bucky Bruce. He has flat out Bucky Barnes hair. Uh, Yanni Bruce in this chat room, please. Yeah, it's only Yanni. And uh, yeah, anything else? <laughs> Let, let's see. Uh, in reference to the window that's always open, the guy in the store asks, uh, better question, uh, why the hell does every fight important scene with Bruce take place in that ex- same exact room? I, I think it's because it's modeled it's the on study. The, the study from Batman 66. Mm-hmm. It's like the classic Wayne Manor room. Right. And very much like the room where the bat flies through the window and some versions of the Batman origin story. Right. So. And as Bobby likes to point out, limited sets. And this is why Babs has a club in her um, apartment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so y- you wanted to give it up for Lee, right? All right. 
Everybody, let's give it Lee a slow clap for her timing. Slow clap, man. <laughs> Good okay. timing. Right? Um, was it Barnes or Bullock who tipped her off? That's all I want to know. Which one mm-hmm. of them? What? Which one of them it was? My vote is for Barnes because he wants Gordon to get well out of the GCPD. Yeah, he's like, you don't work here. Go away. Why are you here? Go away. <laughs> like how many times this episode? You are. You are not a cop. Get off of my stairs. Mm-hmm. So, do you think it was someone who called her back to Gotham, yep. or do you think something happened with that dude she was making out no. with last week? No, somebody and- called her back. You know why? Because Barnes told him where she was. Mm-hmm. I think that there was the connection. So you think Barnes just called her up? Lee, Lee, Jim's making out with someone else. You got to get here quick. No, because he, she wasn't. He wasn't making out with somebody else before in enough time. We don't know how far away. She she was i mean no we don't but that, that could be a bullet train that could be a built on hyper time space stuff from comic books you know no i think it was or maybe maybe barnes called you know months ago and she just finally got her together and came to see him yeah you know, I don't know. That's fair. Uh, that guy in the store says Lee showed up like she was a 40s movie star. Yeah, there was she definitely looked- a very strong film noir kind of. Yeah, they just needed to fix her hair, though, because it was really bad. And I like Wynn's theory again. She murdered that guy and is now on the run. LOL. Perfect. And, and he deserved to die. He did. You know why? He was kissing Jim's girl. He was in the way of Gorkins. <laughs> But definitely. Okay, so let's see here. Okay, it's time, I think, to wrap up our conversation and to vote with the arbitrary scale, uh, which is something I come up with off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Let's see. uh, Spirits of the arbitrary scale, what will you give me today? Okay, out of 111 broken down old things, how many broken down old things do you give this episode, Anne-Marie? 106. Why? Because I like 106. You like 106? <laughs> I just like the number. I just like the number. No, uh, it was a really, really good episode. Uh-huh. I I, I, there, I had some issues with that first scene and understanding the Court of Owls with uh, Bruce. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I saw one or two other people in the chat room also had that problem following. I think uh-huh. it could have... I need things laid out for me pretty clearly. <laughs> um, but other than that, I really enjoyed this. I like, you know, I like when things happen versus when we just sort of chug along. Yeah. So I liked it. Let's see. What over, about you? Over in the chat room, Bobby gives it 87 broken down old things. No, only 87 things. <clears throat> No, no, it, it, he. You can't. You can't adjust the scale once it's out there in the universe. Sorry about that. Um, let's see. I, feel free to uh, weigh in Chime in the in, chat yeah. room too. Let's see. I, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a, a hundred broken down old things and a lost badge, because I I thought it was good. It it wasn't quite as exciting and jam packed as last week's episode. But it wasn't the premiere. I really loved uh, the turn on penguin and fish though. That whole scene, how yeah. I thought that was gonna go down. I thought that was really neat. I like Penguin's rise again and him acting like he's the king of Gotham and wh- what that might portend for the future. I'm the king of the world. And, uh, you know, I can't get enough of uh, Alfred calling Bruce sunshine <laughs> either. So nice. let's see. Uh, uh, Win 2 is giving it 99 broken down old things while the guy in the store is going with 109 broken down old things. Nice. And uh, th- that guy in the store, too, is also, uh, again, plot twist, leaves Jerome in disguise. Is- Ooh. Every character on this show is Jerome in, is disguise. Jerome in disguise. I like that. You know what? I'm okay with that. It's like being John Malkovich, except uh, being Jerome, being this Joker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have a new movie. And Jimbo gives it 101 old things. It's uh, like 101 dummies. Yes, definitely. I, I, I agree with that assessment. Okay. So that does it for our discussion for this week. Now, 
On to the news. News. First up, the ratings. Fox's Gotham. I got a 1.2, which was even with their early numbers. Yeah, about even. Yeah, 1.2 is pretty good. It's on pace with last season for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, update from the chat room. Hobblepot gives it 87 broken old things. And Joel from Portland gives it 70 things. Too much exposition and didn't like that Ozzy punked out. I love that people call him Ozzy. See, I, I I just like calling him Pinky Pants. I love calling him Pinky Pants. But, uh, oh, what? You I don't know. Okay. Okay, so so uh, we, we do have a preview uh, for next week's episode here, which we w- – oh, there's the doc. Oh, uh, there's the doc. But uh, w- what's next week's episode called again? Look into my eyes. Look into my eyes. Um, let's see here. Let me get it loaded up here. Okay, there we go. Uh, so we'll go ahead and take a look at this. And this is the introduction his eyes. of the Mad Hatter into Gotham, which – as we've heard from a couple executive producers, kind of changed the direction they were going with this season. And we're buffering. It's okay, though. I uh, Look, Yanni Bruce holding scissors. He's going to cut his own old hair. Uh, Jim's shining a flashlight. And, I love the look of the Mad Hatter. Yeah, and uh, we're not playing the narration because we don't want to get taken down right. by Fox or anything. But uh, go and watch this trailer. The watch show note, uh, the link is at legendsofgotham.com and the show notes for this episode. Oops. You'll like it uh, for sure. And he he looks creepy. nice and creepy i perfectly I, creepy yeah I, i'm definitely enjoying that uh for sure i can't wait to see where they go with the mm-hmm. mad hatter mm-hmm. or how familiar are you with the character of the mad hatter i'm what we call zero percent familiar zero percent familiar <laughs> yes <clears throat> i mean i can put two and two together i know alice in wonderland mm-hmm. i uh, know the mad hatter from alice in wonderland so you know he likes tea. He he does. He He definitely likes tea. Uh, He also likes uh, messing with people's heads, too. Oh, there you go. Oh, no, wait. This is Legends of Gotham. He he likes screwing with people's heads, too. Okay, uh, so let's see here. Um, Yeah, and Bobby in the chat room says, Mad Hatter looks great. I'm still waiting for King Tut. Me too, Bobby. Me too. And Egghead, for sure. And the Condiment King. Okay, well, minutes before we went live, we did get an email uh, from a group of people uh, who had a Kickstarter that what they wanted us to promote it and we were like yeah that sounds like a really cool project what they're doing is a a web series a, a fan web series called Robin the web series uh now you can either search for this on kickstarter or get the link at legendsgotham.com it's a fan made bat family series focusing on tim drake's journey to becoming the boy wonder if you're familiar with tim drake this probably excites you. Uh, now, they only have three days left on the Kickstarter. Uh, they, they even went ahead and, and as a show of good faith, they shot an entire pilot uh, for this show, uh, for this web series. Uh, now, we didn't get a chance to watch it before the show because it was – We ran out of time. Yeah, and it was real soon before the show when we got the email. Oops. But if you want to go support these guys, they only have three days left. They're only about a, a seventh of the way to their goal of uh, seven, $7,500. They're $907 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please go support Robin the Web Series. You can also follow them on Twitter at Robin Web Series. And if you donate, go ahead and let them know you heard about it on Legends um, of Gotham. Absolutely. And uh, maybe if this goes into production, we can have them on for an interview or something. That or would be th- neat. They'll name a character, Bill Meeks and Amory DeSimone. That's hey, the, you didn't pronounce it right. That's the, the character's full name, Bill Meeks and Amory DeSimone. Bill Meeks and Amory DeSimone. I, in the show or something. You know, so, so go support Robin the Web Series. And uh, thanks, thanks, guys, for reaching out to us. Okay, uh, now we have time for just a little bit of listener feedback here. As always, when you get done watching the episode next week, 
cut off your legs, hop in a baby carriage, roll on down to the phone and uh, hit us up uh, on the phone uh, or connect it to a computer. Uh, you know, one of those cradle modems where you put the phone receiver in the modem. Nice. Email us legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And as usual, we're going to start off with Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Bobby. Hey, guys. It's Bobby. Hey. All right. So I wasn't quite as amped on this week's episode as I was last week's. Yeah. But that's not to say there weren't some uh, interesting things that happened on uh, Gotham this week. Uh, okay. I'm just going to wait to hear you guys try, uh, not try to wait to wait to hear you guys explain exactly what's going on with the whole Bruce and the Court of Alice thing. Because like I watched it two or three times and to be honest, I'm still kind of lost. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm just going to real quick, clear cut explanation right now. Bruce went in there expecting to get enough evidence against them to be like, okay, well, I'm going to call, call the feds on you, get a lot of attention on you unless you stop. Mm -hmm. And then there were negotiations and this, that, and the other, some, you know, pairing. But basically what they ended up on was that uh, Bruce would stop investigating the Court of Owls, let them have free reign with Wayne Enterprises, and they wouldn't kill him and everyone he loves. And he, he, being the heroic boy that he is, Mm -hmm. he thought that was the only deal he could make. And, And it didn't occur to him until after he'd already made the deal, based on Alfred's suggestion. That they're not gonna stick to it. Yeah. Okay, so he agreed to kind of work with them in exchange for them not killing him and also him not investigating anything about his that his parents' murder, about the Court of Owls, about nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't see why he would – I don't know. None of that makes any sense to me. He's he loves, 16. He loves his people too. He's 16. Whatsoever, quite honestly. Uh, so I want, uh, unless he's – like, you know, obviously, okay, yeah, of course I'm going to keep looking. But then he tells Alfred, no, I'm not going to keep looking. So is he just trying to keep Alfred out of the loop to to keep him safe? And he's still going to do this on his own? Um, I'm just kind of uh, lost there. Um, and then, of course, we've got the whole Poison Ivy thing. Looks like last week was the last time we'll see uh, Claire Foley. Um, of course, we knew that. Um, the actress, uh, what is it, like Maggie Ha or something like that? Um, she... She has a, she did a, a decent job of, of, uh, channeling Claire Foley for like the first few minutes of like, you know, oh, who am I? And, and, you know, kind of talking with her mannerisms and stuff like that. So I kind of like that. Um, the, but then of course, by the end of the episode, oh, here's full on sultry poison ivy and which is the only reason they've done this. And so I'll just leave that at that. Um, I kind of like, uh, Jim as the bounty hunter. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, know uh how long that's going to last if it'll go through the season i mean obviously he's going to be back with the precinct at some point but will something happen to barnes and uh, i don't know um i'm just liking the the status quo as it is right now quite honestly um and then i don't know how i feel about the superpowers thing um i was really liking the whole like more just grounded craziness of the first few seasons. And then like, you know, of course, towards the end of the last season and now full on in this season. I mean, we've got people electrocuting people, people teleporting or phasing in and I don't know, something, whatever that person was doing. Cause, and the androgynous person, I, I think it was a female, but then at first maybe it looks like a male. I don't, I don't know. 
Um, but that's neither here nor there. They can be who they want to be. I just don't like this thing about them, to be honest with you. Maybe it'll grow in me. Time will tell. Um, but uh, what hasn't grown on me for what now? Three, three, four seasons. Fish have Great. not liked Great. fish at all. But one of the best sep- best scenes in this episode was the the scene with fish and penguin uh i i loved the dialogue i loved the scene jada did a great job with it uh wow i i i actually loved a scene that fish was in <laughs> the fish i mean more or less that was her scene um really gave a good reason as to why penguin would just let her go like that um yeah and, so we'll see, you know, again, time will tell if she'll be back and if I'll care. Uh, but for, at least for now, I thought that she did a damn good job. Um, so arbitrary scale. Oh, where was Selena this episode? They kept talking, they kept talking about her and then never showed her. But okay, that was just me going on a small tangent. Anyway, uh, angry mob, um, angry mob people outside of the place. I, I don't know. Kind of lost on this arbitrary scale thing this week, honestly. Um, so on an arbitrary scale, I'm going to give it, um, 337 of 352. Like I said, I wasn't quite as amped on this week's as I was last week's, but it was still a pretty decent episode. And hell, it made me like fish a bit. Well, thank you very much, Bobby. Woo-hoo! We really appreciate it. And I just want to say too. Sorry. No, you're not. I I am sorry, but thank you very much, Bobby. We appreciate your voicemail. Okay, Anne-Marie, we have a comment from Nico, right? We do. (laughs) Can you please take something off? Never. Okay, Nico uh, over on Twitter at Cobble Potteries. Can't voicemail, but another nod. I loved Fish calling Penguin Oswald when he promptly corrects her. A contrast to the season one pilot. And over on YouTube, Gamer Pony uh, said, Your theory almost makes sense because in the new 52, Gordon has become Batman, but he wears this weird GCPD robo suit with rabbit ears. And, uh, oh, snap. I love the idea of the court training Bruce since it would basically be the League of Assassins situation from the Nolan movies. Yeah, that would, that would definitely, uh, it would be congruous. Uh, mm-hmm. but unfortunately it doesn't look like it's going that direction after this week. Mm-mm. But thank you, Gamer Pony. If you wanna. Thank you, Gamer Pony. <laughs> next week after, yeah, I mean, you're not gonna have legs anyway. You're gonna be in a baby carriage. Mm-hmm. You might as well roll over to your communication device. Email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Look it up online, legendsofgotham.com. Bobby in the chat room asked, Bill, can you even see out of that? I don't know what you're talking about. Obviously not. Okay, uh, we want to again thank all of our lovely chatters chatters. for joining us. 8.30 p.m. EST, Tuesday night, live.universebox.com. We want to see you next week. Or we want to see you in a half hour for our show, Universe Box. Oh, yeah. By the way, if you're watching this live, uh, we go live in half an hour with our new show, entertainment news show, Universe Universe Box. Box. We encourage you to stick around. You'll just maybe about 15 minutes after we go dark, refresh the page, and uh, we'll be good to go. If not... Download it at universebox.com. Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? 
You can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone, like it says right there. Or you can check out my blog, CrunchyCrafty.com. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Bill Meeks over there. You can follow all of the podcasts we do, including that new one I just talked about, uh, UniverseBox.com. Uh, and you can also follow me down into the Batcave. <laughs> Jimbo in the chat room asks if this is my scooter helmet. No. Absolutely. His scooter helmet is much dorkier. Yeah, yeah. Much dorkier. Super dorky. Super dorky. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess that about does it for this week. It's been fun, guys. Uh, so join us next time for more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. Cue the music. Cue the music. I am the knight. I am not Yanni Bruce. Bring on the bat flag. <laughs> uh, that was good, right? <laughs>